Welcome to the Abide Daily Podcast from Ecclesi of the Church in Salt Lake City, a time led by our pastors and others in our church to abide in God through prayer, reflection, and the reading of His Word together. Hey, this is Garrett, and thanks for joining us today on the podcast. Glad that you've decided to take 10 minutes out of your day to abide in God and His Word. And as we begin our time in prayer and reading today, Let's start off by taking a moment to pause, be still, and be aware of God's presence with us. Now let's take a moment to share with the Lord where we're at, what we're thinking and feeling, as well as thank him for all that he's done, is doing, and will do. A prayer for peace. O God, the author of peace and lover of unity, to know you is eternal life and to serve you is perfect freedom. Defend us, your humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in your defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries. Through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, as I read your words in scripture today, I ask that your Holy Spirit, that you would lead me and give me understanding. Lord, I ask that you would draw near and meet with me and my friends today and lead us into your kingdom today. Today, our reading comes from Ecclesiastes chapter eight. It says this, who is like the wise? And who knows the interpretation of a thing? A man's wisdom makes his face shine, and the hardness of his face is changed. I say, keep the king's command because of God's oath to him. Be not hasty to go from his presence. Do not take your stand in an evil cause, for he does whatever he pleases. For the word of the king is supreme. And who may say to him, what are you doing? Whoever keeps a command will know no evil thing, and the wise heart will know the proper time and the just way. For there is a time and a way for everything, although man's trouble lies heavy on him. For he does not know what is to be, for who can tell him how it will be? No man has power to retain the spirit or power over the day of death. There is no discharge for more nor nor will wickedness deliver those who are given to it. All this I observed while applying my heart to all that is done under the sun, when man had power over man to his hurt. Then I saw the wicked buried. They used to go in and out of the holy place and were praised in the city where they had done such things. 
This also is vanity. Because the sentence against an evil deed is not executed speedily, the heart of the children of man is fully set to do evil. Though a sinner does evil a hundred times and prolongs his life, yet I know that it will be well with those who fear God, because they fear before him. But it will not be well with the wicked, neither will he prolong his days like a shadow, because he does not fear before God. There is a vanity that takes place on earth, that there are righteous people to whom it happens according to the deeds of the wicked, and there are wicked people to whom it happens according to the deeds of the righteous. I said that this is also vanity, and I commend joy. For man has nothing better under the sun but to eat and drink and be joyful. For this will go with him in his toil through the days of his life that God has given him under the sun. When I applied my heart to know wisdom and to see the business that is done on earth, how neither day nor night do one's eyes see sleep, then I saw all the work of God that man cannot find out the work that is done under the sun. However much man may toil in seeking, he will not find it out. Even though a wise man claims to know, he cannot find it out. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As I reflect on this passage, I'm drawn into what Solomon has to say in verses 14 through 16. We see a transition between things that are discouraging and a lean towards things of encouragement. Why do those who are wicked seem to prosper and those who are righteous seem to suffer? Isn't this a question that we, as well as many others who aren't believers in Jesus, ask? Why do good things happen to bad people or why does God allow suffering in our world? Why does it seem that wickedness and evil overtake righteous people while those who are wicked and evil get to continue their lives? Unfortunately, Solomon doesn't provide us an answer for these hard questions that have been asked for generation after generation. However, what he does encourage is this, that even though these things will happen, the wicked will sometimes prosper and the righteous will not and struggle will come and that there will be toil, but that we are to pursue joy in the hope that we have in our future in heaven. Solomon says this in verse 15, and I commend joy for man has nothing better under the sun, but to eat and drink and be joyful for this will go with him in his toil through the days of his life that God has given him under the sun. He says here, the, the things to, to eat, drink, and be joyful for these things will go with us in the toils of our day, the days that God has given us. While the wicked may prosper here, we know the hope to which we have been called. We are people who live in this tandem between the already and the not yet. And if, if you don't know what that means, the, the already is that Jesus has already come and defeated Satan's sin and death. And, and so we ask the question, if Satan's sin and death has been defeated, then why do we still see sin and suffering in our world? And the truth is, is because that's the already, but the not yet is that we're still waiting for Jesus's return when he's going to come and completely eradicate Satan's sin and death, where he comes back, takes over the earth, 
and begins to make all things new. The wicked will no longer prosper. Their time is coming to an end and our toil and our suffering is coming to an end. May we pray and ask today for Jesus to come back soon. And in our waiting, ask him to remind us to pursue joy in him in the midst of suffering and toil and for us to be steadfast until he calls us home or until he returns. Father, in this life, there are so many questions um, that we have that we don't understand. And as we see in the end of Ecclesiastes 8, Solomon says, even though I applied wisdom, uh, applied my heart to know wisdom, I saw the work of God that man cannot find out the work that is done under the sun. God, would you give us comfort despite the fact that we're not going to understand all the things that go on in this world, that why do the wicked prosper? Why is there still evil and suffering? Um, Why is it so hard? Why do we have to toil? Um, But God, you've given us a hope in Jesus. You've given us a hope that one day he will return and eradicate Satan's sin and death. We will be free uh, from the, the pain and the suffering and the toil but you haven't come back yet. And so we're in this not yet. And we ask for you to come soon. But God, we also ask for you uh, to give us joy, to give us peace in the midst of the days that we find ourselves in. Father, we love you and we praise you. We do ask for you to come back soon. It's in your name. Through our lives and by our prayers, would your kingdom come. Amen.